Welcome to Couples Becoming Intentional. I'm Carrie. I am John. And here at Couples Becoming Intentional, we want to equip you with different tools and resources so that you can live intentional lives with those that you love to leave a legacy that lasts. Welcome to this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. Today we are talking about the four different levels of relating. And these were eye-opening for John and I. We This concept is brought to you by Dr. Nicholas Ellen. We'll have him and his wife's links down in the show notes. We were honored to be a part of a conference where they were speaking at. And this is one of the topics that they talk about that I'm actually like still processing through. And I'm excited for John and I to kind of talk through and process. And hopefully this is something that is beneficial to you just in not necessarily how you relate to your spouse or significant other, but just in relationship with other people in your life of how you can relate better to them and how there may be gaps in how you're loving them well. And maybe you're in a spot where you have a relationship that might be a little bit more difficult with a coworker or a friend or family member. And this helped me put language to those different things of like, I I was put into a category where, okay, I now I see the box and I now know how the different tools from this that I'm able to strive to move towards the model of Jesus. So what were your initial thoughts as we were first learning about this, John? So I will say that like, he has been doing this for a while he's been doing this for over 20 years now so he really knows like relationships and he's got really good definitions that he um that he like defines for us and you can tell he's been thinking about this for a while and um so like it's a great tool for us to use to like to know where we lie with any given individual um so this is not just for yeah like couples like like Carrie said it can be for any kind of relationship um so yeah like then you can have this like filter almost Mm -hmm. when it comes to your relationships okay like how am I acting towards them and how are they acting towards me yes so that you can understand like Mm -hmm. where you lie with with people yeah I'm super excited do you want to kick us off with the first one so there are four basic Mm. levels of relating yes So the first one is sometimes our relationships can be open and unloving. Yes. This will look like uh, rebuking others without respect, exposing sin with rudeness, uh, exposing character flaws with harshness, speaking truth with no love. Yes. And I think the last one right there, that speaking truth with no love is, I'm sure we can think of situations in in our past where... Um, somebody did say something to us that hurt our feelings. We felt offended. They said it in a way that wasn't loving. And that would be an example of somebody who was open, but unloving. So they were open in the relationship, but they were unloving in their delivery of what they were actually saying to you. Or they had like poor timing. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where I can sometimes err into this is that like, I have something truthful to say and it's a lot and I think it's loving mm-hmm. because I'm delivering it to them because mm-hmm. th- it may be a blind spot of theirs and so I'm like let's reveal this blind spot I deliver it in a harsh tone I'll mm-hmm. deliver it in a um I know better than you kind of aspect rather than like trying to come together and say like hey may, may I make an observation may mm-hmm. I like is this right now a good time for you to hear 
some feedback. Right. Or, um, and I think that's where it can be so easily to be open and unloving. Mm-hmm. So what is the second? Well, I even before that, I think one of the other things with that is checking your attitude with it because a lot of times this is coming out of an attitude of frustration or anger that you just speak something and you regret it like that's what we're trying to avoid here so for me i'm actually on the opposite i tend to and we'll talk about this later i tend to not even tell the truth because i don't want to be hurtful and i would rather just not be honest with somebody and just brush it under the rug rather than actually having some form of confrontation in a way that's loving but i don't even want to go through that so one of the questions I was asking and that I I thought which is really beneficial was like who who am I withholding the truth from? Because relationships, this is just one avenue of relationships should be open and loving and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But when they're open and unloving, I by me withholding truth for them to actually grow and become more like Jesus, like that's back on me of like, that's a responsibility that, okay, if I'm recognizing something in somebody else that in a loving way, I can shepherd them and show them and um, almost lead them to repentance of different areas in their life, then I have a responsibility to show that truth to them in a loving and respectful way. Right. And I think any of these can be like, okay, how does Jesus model his relationships? And it, and like the first chapter of John, it says that Jesus came in truth and grace, mm-hmm. which is like truth and love. Right. Um, grace um, can be that the word behind there can be defined as um, it's really pointing back to a biblical concept called Hesed, which is God's loving faithfulness, um, like never going to give up, never going to like leave you, never um, going to abandon you. Love, loving faithfulness, mm-hmm. and so. This is how Jesus was with all his relationships. And so you look at Jesus and he says, like, he's not, um, he will point out like, hey, you serpents, mm-hmm. like you you say one thing on the surface, but then you're not actually living it out to the, like Pharisees. And then you see him dining with um, sinners and drunkards um, to the point where he was called a glutton and a um, drunkard glutton and a junkard because he had all these parties with sinners and so i've never been called a drunkard and a sinner because i've been or a glutton a glutton or yeah and so like jesus embodied both truth and love Mm -hmm. and so like that is what we want to model because jesus is our model right Mm -hmm. like we want to um model what jesus did yeah exactly okay point number two so First, we had our relationships can be open and unloving. And then the second one, sometimes our relationships can be closed and loving. So you'll see we're kind of going through all these different four. Um, So when a relationship is closed and loving, you may be appreciative of somebody, but you're not necessarily expressing it. You could be concerned and not necessarily showing it. You would be desiring the highest good of others, but you're not expressing it. So I I hear this a lot, like in conversations about people with their parents sometimes. Like this was the conversation that they had about their dad sometimes of they knew that their parents were there, but they never communicated it. And for whatever rhyme or reason, that would that under these definitions would be considered a closed and loving relationship where they are loving. You just might not necessarily 
know it or feel it. Right. They, they're fulfilling your like basic needs. Like yes. you're getting food, you're mm-hmm. getting shelter, you're, um, but they're not like necessarily providing for your like emotional needs yes. almost. And mm-hmm. so it's like, they're not going to go out of their way to say, I love you. They're not going to like go back to like the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't like pouring into those kind of different love languages for their kids. Right. So for this, you could even look at of, like even with family members, like who who are you not expressing your love to? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like with family members, you automatically have this basis of you love them, you care for them because they are family or really great friends. But who are you not actually going out of your way to express love in a way that's most loving to them? So you can go back and listen to our love languages episode for a little bit more of a deep dive to that. And maybe this person needs to be encouraged by you. Or maybe this is going back to like finding your people, humbling yourself to do the reach out Mm. instead of you being like, well, yeah, we're good friends. I just never talk to them or like that might be a closed and loving where they know that you're always there, but you're just not expressing it. And then sometimes they just write you off of like, oh, that's just who they are. They're, they're always there for me, but not emotionally. And it's like, dude, that's not how we want relationships to be either. Right. Yeah, I think like guys can also be very um on on this like right. area because like I know I am like of like out of sight out of mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about someone that's not in my general vicinity mm-hmm. unless I see you then I'm like, "Oh, hey, how have you been?" like right. and so to like to send those like random text messages to say, "Hey, I appreciate you. Hey, like you've been such a helpful like so helpful in my life." And I it's just like random texts of gratitude for like another friend for a friend. And I always get like, I've done it once. This is how like poor I'm at done it. Doing an this. area of opportunity to grow. It, right. It's an area of opportunity. But like when the, the text message that sent back was like, Oh, this is how I appreciate you. And it's like, thank you so much. Like you have no clue how much this means to me because like, you don't know what other people are going through unless mm-hmm. you like are open and you are loving mm-hmm. towards them. And th- that could be through being grateful, like showing gratitude for the people in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. So that's closed and loving. So John's going to show us our next one the what the goal that we should be striving towards right. in our in our relationships so the third one i don't know why it's not at the end but oh i kind of agree too <laughs> i feel like you should like be building up to it yes it, but the last one is like the worst of them i don't yes, know it's anyway so this is the best <laughs> sometimes a relationship can be open and loving so we are rebuking in love spending quality time so you know doing those em- uh emotional healthy like love languages kind mm-hmm. of things um speaking the truth in love slash giving encouragement hmm. mm-hmm. meeting and meeting needs and bearing burdens i'm reading through this and i'm like all these other things that sparked like talking about i mm-hmm. didn't read this before and mm-hmm. so it's like oh like oh i i'm onto something here <laughs> so anything more about opening 11 i know he has like this whole different section. Yeah, he has a full list of all different types of things. Um, One thing that I had written down was um, 
set them up to hear hard things. And he gave this analogy of getting a Novocaine shot where you know mm. if you get a shot of Novocaine, it's going to hurt, but it's actually going to be for your betterment. Um, that John's looking at his stitches. Um, that hurts that, so much. I know that did. That's for another day. Um, that when you... Or I thought of it in the t sense of an epidural. Like, you know an epidural is going to hurt when you get it, but you mm. know that the feeling after it is so great that now you can push this watermelon-sized human outside of your body. So being able to set them up to hear hard things, to ask the com ask the question, may I, um, may I share an observation with you? Or may, may I share something hard with you or something that's on my heart that might be difficult to hear? Um, asking permission for that kind of stuff is really great because now you're able to gauge whether or not that person is receptive to hearing it. And can I, I say this from personal experience, and th this is something that has really hurt me in the past. Be very open and upfront about what you're wanting to communicate with them. Not just say, hey, can we like meet for coffee? I have something I, that's on my heart I want to share with you. Mm. Prep them if it's going to be negative or if it's going to be like feedback on character. Because if, I don't know if anyone else has gone through this. I had that happen to me and it was not positive. And I thought going into it, it was going to be positive. And I was shattered. And the You're person who, who was delivering me feedback was not doing it in a loving way. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't prepared to hear it. And just know that when you ask for permission to say feedback in a loving and grace-filled, truth-filled way, ask for permission first. Um, one other thing with the open and loving is it's helping them be better and not me be bitter. Mm. Because I think that's a big thing is, and this is like even for me, if I look at, well, I'm open and unloving because I don't, I'm withholding truth from them then I'm actually becoming bitter because they're not changing, but they're not changing because they don't know it's an area for them to grow in. And so I'm being bitter about that, which isn't. So in a way, me stepping out of my comfort zone to share feedback if it's necessary or it's the Holy Spirit puts it on my heart to share it, it's helping them be better. And I think that's ultimately, like I don't want this to be something that draws me into bitterness in my relationship with that person. Yeah, I'm reading the like the list he's got up to you of different like things from the Bible that we should be expressing in an open and loving. Mm -hmm. You know, how can we be like Jesus? And then he says one like one of them is like praising others. And it like brought me back to like I like wrote it down and of course I don't have my phone, so I'm mm -hmm. going to butcher the what the actual saying is, but it's along the lines of like if you've been praying for something and you've been asking God for something and you see somebody else get it, like tells you a lot about how, where you are mm. in your relationship with them and with where, where you are with God. Because if you respond with like bitterness of like, I don't understand why they got that gift and not me or that blessing or whatever it is. Um, but if you're able to like praise the fact that God bless someone else, then it's like, you're in one of these, like, you can be grateful for what God has already blessed you with. And um, so it's by John Mark Comer of, like, that's, like, from one of his sermons. And so I was like, oh, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, we do resent the fact that other people are blessed in ways that we're not. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it's just not being grateful for what we were given or the the skills or the uh, talents that God has already given us. Okay, so that was open and open and loving, and that should ultimately be the goal that we're striving after in our relationships. The last one is sometimes our relationships can be closed and unloving. So some worst. Yeah. The worst one. And we find ourselves in this one. This isn't like, these are those really terrible people. No, this is still us uh, with certain relationships. At our our best, we can be like Jesus. And at our worst, we're anti-Jesus. Yeah. Anti-Jesus. So some characteristics (laughs) of that are talking behind someone's back and using flattery it to get your way and sometimes you're uncooperative and like uncoachable Mm. did you have some other ones carrie actually wrote notes so she might actually oh yeah i i'm looking at this one of um the insincere favors or gifts oh yeah (laughs) of like getting someone something so that you could get something in return yes or just to get like praise or Mm -hmm. that like to get pump up your ego because that's the flattery side of it right and so it's like check your motivation Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is like so often it's, uh, yes, we're human. We have flawed motivation. We can't o- always pray like not my will, but your will be done. That's the goal. Yes. All right. And mm-hmm. so like if you realize you're doing something out of a flawed motivation, stop doing it. Right. And ask for <laughs> forgiveness. Right. And like be open, mm-hmm. honest about like, hey, I actually was doing this out of like uh, self-oriented um, reasons, mm-hmm. um, not because I necessarily wanted to see you like thrive. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's just what the, it really taught like, okay, be open, be honest of like where you are um, and try to love people the best you can. And right. yes, you will fail. Mm-hmm be honest in your failure mm-hmm. because like no one no one is perfect only jesus was perfect mm-hmm. and so it's how we repent that makes us different from those around us not necessarily how we act mm. that's great because that comes with a level of humility right and they also dr allen was also talking about how if you are going to somebody with feedback in truth and love the people who are humble will receive that well but the people who are prideful and narcissistic, they will not receive it well. Right. So, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, um, right. Like if it's no longer on you, Ricky Bobby, right? <laughs> yeah. Of like, if you bring something in truth and love and they respond negatively, I think that's like one of my own fears of like, mm-hmm. hey, there's conflict here. They may respond negatively. They might blow up, me, up at me. They might respond in anger. I think like, no, if I had to do my due diligence of like, hey, this actually hurt me. Hey, like that kind of like did something like that wasn't, I didn't feel like that was too loving. Mm-hmm. Um, that's no longer on me. That's like, that's their own sin that mm-hmm. they have to deal with, not me. Right. Um, so I shouldn't feel like that shame, that guilt of bringing something that is truthful that I have brought in- to them in love. I mean, Granted, I should also check my motives of like, mm-hmm. hey, was this done in a loving way? Right. Um, Always be discerning of somebody else's comment towards you. Right. And like, sure, there could be a, a grain of truth in it. Like, try to find that. Discern that that truth that they are bringing towards you. Mm-hmm. So, um, One a couple other questions as you're reflecting on some relationships that may be closed and unloving. Um, one question is, who are you pretending everything is okay with? Mm. 
And then the next question, this is what he recommended of in your relationships, just asking the question, are we okay? Like just being really open of like, hey, are are things good between us? Like, I just want to clear the air. And the other person may be like, oh, yeah, we're totally fine. Or hopefully they're honest and humble enough to be like, no, I actually have some stuff I would like us to chat about. Right. Because that came within a story of him talking with like a lady at his church Mm -hmm. of like, she came like towards them. They were talking about something totally like other and like not relevant to what she was actually mad about. But he sensed that there is like irritation in her voice mm-hmm. or that there is like hostility within her, with her tone. And so she, he like, she left, but then he's like, I think there's something going on here that's further down deeper. And so he's like, Hey, like, are we okay? And she came like, well, you said something in the, um, during the sermon, uh, um, Sunday school, oh, mm-hmm. that rubbed me the wrong way, and that it felt like you were talking right towards me and my situation, right? Which, if you're that's going, called the Holy Spirit, yeah, <laughs> mm, weird. And so, yeah, he kind of like paused and just like did the, hmm, what? I wonder what that's like, what yeah. that's all about. But mm-hmm. yeah, and so he's like. I don't know exactly what's going on in you. And like, and so like by having that conversation, he was able to clear the air and right. um, Know where that tension was coming from. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that that's those four. And just in, in like thinking about these, just know that you're going to go through seasons in your relationships where they may fluctuate to all these different things. You may have different situations that come up where you start to lean towards this closed and unloving. And hopefully that this is a reminder for you to be like, oh, am I being closed and unloving or am I being open and loving towards this person? And how can I then Mm -hmm. move towards being open and loving? That's why I really like this because it was giving me words to how I might be feeling in a certain relationship, but then also direct me towards where I can actually move towards an open and loving relationship. So if there's somebody in my life where I'm, I've been hearing that there have been different things that they're talking behind somebody's back or just different. Like you can kind of sense that there might be some frustration with something. Me being humble enough to be like asking, are we okay? And having that conversation, knowing that that would and hopefully lead to a more open and loving relationship rather than just staying put and saying, well, this is just how that relationship is and staying in a closed and unloving relationship right we don't want to just like take ownership for how you behave right right? and so like just because someone else is being closed and unloving Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you get permission to be closed and unloving towards them yeah no like jesus was still loving like he literally died for everyone even those people who want to totally reject jesus no he died by because he loved them and so like how can we um, still like be open and loving towards people who are our enemies? Like we can say this in our like in people that we actually like, but what if it's people that like are totally against us? How would this look? And I think it'd be more um, people realizing that you know there's something about those Christians mm-hmm. that is different about them that they love even though they're persecuted or they love even if they're hated. Right. And unfortunately, that's not the case right now. Mm-hmm. Of in our society, it's we lash out 
back at them and we say, well, you're the hurtful ones and stuff. So all that to say, yeah, create a culture that is totally different. Right. And using this tool is something that would be very beneficial to be able to do so. Well, awesome. That's going to wrap things up for this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. And we will see you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. As always, if you have a question that you would like us to answer here on the podcast, you can go ahead and send us an email at jcvhouse at gmail.com, or you can send me a DM over on Instagram at Carrie Baco. We'd love to be able to answer and feature you on here on the podcast. And as always, if there is somebody in your life who would benefit from this episode, feel free to go ahead and send them the link. And if you love this content, we'd love to be able to hear from you. So go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. Until next time, we love you and we appreciate you. See you guys. Bye.